Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, Star Wars. Anybody remember that Bill Murray SNL sketch? No. I wasn't uh, uh, alive. Neither was I, but I've seen the reruns. Anyway, you heard of the internet, Ryan? Hey, Ryan, have you heard of the internet? I know Star Wars fans have, because... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. Again, from the safety of our own quarantine home, I'm in front of my weirdly void-tastic chalkboard that I newly tried to erase. Turns out chalk stains if you leave it for months. And uh, I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. More bearded than usual. Jeez. More bearded. It's I'm getting worried. bigger. I'm worried that eventually it's going to grow up. Like You know, over. it won't. I, I made a promise to you last week yeah. that I was not going to shave it before this show because it would seem like I was copying you. Okay. Um, but immediately after this show, I'm going to trim it a little bit. Yes. Yes. Perfect. But I did want to hold on. When you delayed a recording for 24 hours, Ben. Oh, that uh, killed you. The Welcome hardest to thing Talk, about it was featuring that I, had to, I had to maintain the scraggle for another Because the second it gets hours. hot, that's brutal. That beard is brutal. Oof, it's hot right now, let me tell you. Hey, and who's in the Falcon right there? Who do we got in the booth, a.k.a. the Falcon? Dude, in the Falcon, it's me. And you can kind of see a Stephen Lemieux cameo right here in the yeah, Falcon. He, uh, he's showing up like the hollow chess game. I the, like it. He is showing, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, coming from the Millennium Falcon, we just came out of hyperspace. Star Wars Day was Monday, so how yep. fitting to do a Rise of Skywalker Ooh. Guilty what do they pleasure. call it? Revenge of the Sixth? Is that what they Revenge call it Revenge of the today? Fifth, and then the Sixth actually has no meaning. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, does anything have any meaning anymore? Mm. <laughs> what if we all just got really depressed right now? <laughs> Although, I will say, Ben, while you were trying to, to link your yes. Zoom, I was talking with Jesse before the show yeah. and just learning, like, oh, what does Star Wars mean to him? Like, when he was growing up, who was his favorite character? Yeah. And he's rocking yeah. that Ben Kenobi, like, Episode Three beard right here. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I, I was... I don't know. I, I just don't you know. You were moved. I was moved by what he had to say. Well, Obviously, why, I, wait, guys. Yeah. I feel like we should start this episode by saying, A, how big of a Star Wars fan we are. B, how we feel about, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? And then C, C I want to know our ranking of these movies. So we got a lot to get through before we get to this movie. So let's start with Jesse. What's your uh, history with Star Wars since... Um, I know Ryan does, I talk about it a lot more on the interwebs. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually very concerned about this particular episode of our <laughs> program here at Guilty Movie Pleasures. Are you worried? Are you worried the people are at the at the keyboards ready? Like, watch what you say, Jesse. Uh, you know, there really is that. gonna be too much Jesse this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's there is just having me here already is it's already gonna be right. too much of me. Um here's the thing. Um, I, Star Wars is not important to me. So let me just say that right off the bat. I, I appreciate you saying so. I just, and I feel like it's fine. I don't, I don't feel weird saying that at all, but I do wonder if I'm the right person to talk about the ninth installment of a nine part series that is not important to me. So let me just say right off the top, um, if you have a different opinion than me, that's fine. You're probably right. I respect your uh-oh. What are they responding? I'm going to try and talk about this movie. What's that? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Cut out you for cut a second. You cut out for a second. Oh, okay. Well, I'm back. Uh, if 
if you have a different opinion than me, I respect your opinion. It's probably right. Um, I am going to try and talk about my feelings about this movie as a movie, yeah, standalone, which I know is not the way it was intended to be seen. I know it's not the way it was conceived of, um, but that's the way I experienced it. So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, I have seen the original trilogy. Um, I don't remember what moments are in what movies because um, I think I've only seen each one of them once. Have you seen the prequels? I, I saw episode two. It's the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in the theater it's watching. Um, it was maybe less the fault of the movie and more the fault of the circumstances surrounding. Uh, you were on a lot of quaaludes, weren't you? It was. <laughs> <laughs> I had just had three surgeries and I, they wheeled my hospital bed in. That's not true, Ryan. No way. Ryan, uh, I was like, <laughs> no, you no, wheeled no. your alphabet actually, into the recall. Like a real, a real quick version of the story is, uh, I was visiting Chicago. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go for an orientation, um, and it had been a long day. I had flown in five o'clock that morning. I had been in orientation all day, yep. and the people I was staying with, it was opening weekend, and they were like, "We are going to see this movie because we're enormous Star Wars fans. You are coming." And I was like, "I'm actually very exhausted, and I didn't see the first one." And they were like, "Doesn't matter. You're coming." <laughs> so. Those were the circumstances yeah. under which I saw episode two. I have now seen all of the final trilogy. Um, and I have seen Solo. And Star Wars uh, what was the other one? What's your what was, the, Rogue what was the other one? Rogue One I saw as well. Yeah. So what's your your take since you're more of a casual moviegoer for this, uh, this saga? Which is your favorite of the new trilogy? And um, and how was your reaction in, in brief? Because we don't want to spend the entire show right. just talking about this. But like, what's your favorite of the new trilogy? And, and how is your reaction to this, having seen it for the first time? Uh, my favorite of the trilogy was The Last Jedi, um, which I feel like is not a super popular opinion. Um, just and my reaction. Okay. <laughs> um, my reaction to this movie was that. Um, uh, a lot they were not successful in a lot of places mm -hmm. yeah okay okay now yeah. ryan i want to hear real quick i'll be brief uh from you um your your background with star wars and your favorites of the your favorite star wars movie and how you rank the new ones got it uh first off parents raised me right they the prequels were coming out so they showed me the original trilogy first my dad showed yeah. me a lot of my favorite movies so did that, became obsessed. Um, got to see, I think, like a few of the prequels in theaters. Loved them. and just Because you were young when the prequels came out. Right? I was young, yeah. We I was a senior in high school when episode one came out. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I a few years younger. Uh, <laughs> no, I, Much um, younger. Much I, younger. <laughs> but I grew up with them. And then, you know, I, I was super into it. I, I was super into it all through like middle school, high school, college. I just kind of fell off. Like, I really, mm -hmm. and then I, I saw, I remember the day they were like, Disney bought Lucasfilm, J.J. Abrams, Force Awakens, December 2015. I was like, oh my God, because I was obsessed with Lost. Like, I love J.J. Yeah. Abrams. So I got hyped, re-fell in love with the whole saga, and now, over the past year and a half, it's been a really deep 
dive of like yeah. I'm now into the, like the books and everything else. And I do the Star Wars news show on the same channel every Thursday, 4 p.m. with Steph Sabra. Um, check that out. And this day is, is great. This trilogy has been it's been kind of a mess, but I've loved and gotten excited for it every year. Uh, like seeing Star Wars in theaters is probably like me the pinnacle of like the movie going experience for me. I just love yeah. it so much. I get way too excited. And yeah, I, um, what was the last question? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Star Wars movie of all nine? Empire Strikes Back, hands down. Absolutely. Uh, and how do you rank uh, Rise of Skywalker compared to the others in the new trilogy? This is pro- honestly, it's probably my least favorite of the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think, I think there's. I'm a fan with open arms. I love. I like all the Star Wars movies. There's not a Star Wars movie I don't like. Even the prequels. Even the prequels. But you I grew like. up on them, so I feel like See, there's a generational thing where if you're a kid and you you grew up on the prequels when you're younger. I feel like you forgive them a little bit more because uh, so, I notice a yeah. lot of people that are staunch um, prequel supporters usually are about a five to ten years younger than me. Now, and, and what I'll say is, I think it's weird talking Star Wars is today is like talking politics. It has it's one so of the ner- most. It's, it makes me so nervous. Yeah, it has one of the most. <laughs> I'm sweating. Crazy fan bases ever. It's. I, it's super I think passionate. the only fan base that could be potentially just as scary if not a little more so would be the dc extended universe fans like the release the snyder cut fans where like at least star at least star wars you can be like yo i didn't really like that movie and then they might attack you but like say you don't like dude i don't know i think star wars is worse i I think think you're right i really do i think for movies i think they're worse just because I mean, look i don't want to harp too long on this but like there i think this movie that we're talking about today was very impacted by fan reaction to yep. the Last Jedi and a massive, I th- cr- yeah, you're and, right. Yeah, and I think that I think it's 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 interesting to see these huge temple movies, the most expensive movies being made today, are get so influenced by a small portion of people who are just louder than I think yeah. the majority. But, that's a uh, really that's a really great point because the DC fans have never yelled so much that they changed what happens. You know what I mean, like they want to see the pure vision that Zack Snyder made for justice league. They're not yelling saying like, Oh, we hated Batman v Superman change it. You know, they're saying you should have let it stay the course versus the last Jedi. They tried to change things and make it different. And the, and the core tiny group of loud fans are like, screw you. You ruined my childhood. And and I mean, look, I don't hate this movie. Like I was, I actually have this, I have a visual like art book of the film you probably can't see because my background i pre-ordered this the night i came home from the theater the target exclusive what do you got jesse (laughs) i have barbecue tongs oh cool oh those are like c3 yeah what babu frick was using to like get the yeah yeah, that's hi babu frick so okay okay all right i think i'll I'll get mine real quick ryan did you want to say anything else i didn't want to cut you off that's it all right so um i loved star wars as a kid i i really only remember when I was really young watching Return of the Jedi because I think I think when I was really young A New Hope was kind of um, slower paced for me and I just remember I saw all of them but I loved Return of the Jedi as a kid that's the one I watched on repeat and then I kind of fell off and until high school when they re-released them in THX in theaters um, and I fell in love with them again and became obsessed and I now own like seven different versions of it. In fact, I'm a giant nerd and I brought these up. I got the despecialized Blu-rays that they, they're specifically made. You can buy them on eBay. They get pulled down constantly because of Disney. But they're painstakingly remade by this, this dude who pulled stuff from the Blu-rays and then he found every single scene that they changed 
found the best quality version of it, and then he remastered it, recolor corrected it so it all matches. It even goes you down need to, to send the point me a link. We, I will, I will. Uh, and anybody else who wants a link, tweet at me. Because um, the Star Wars A New Hope, even the opening title crawl doesn't say Episode Four: A New Hope, because the original Star Wars movie was a one-off, right, and right. then it was so successful. Anyways, that's whatever. So I've become a massive, I've always been a massive fan, but it's like it grows and grows and grows to the point where like you were saying, Ryan, how you get like so, like you're so excited, you're almost nervous. I remember when I saw, when we were waiting to go see The Last Jedi in theaters, I was at a restaurant with my wife and I was like tapping my leg nervously, just checking my watch. She was like, honey, are you, are you going to have a panic attack? I'm like, it's just, it's Star Wars, honey. Just, it's just, it's Star Wars. Just don't worry about it. And I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, I have, I didn't, the when trilogy, I, I'm, yeah. I'm such a, a loving fan of Star Wars that I'll accept a lot. And then over time, my brain will kind of pick it apart. Like when I first saw the prequels, I was like, hey, it's Star Wars. I don't care. It's great. And then I've tried to, I've rewatched them every time the new movies have come out to try and convince myself to like them. And I will say that I like the concept of the prequels, like the idea of this senator who who basically does all these power plays to become the supreme dictator emperor type emperor palpatine and i like the idea of anakin falling into the dark side but i think everything is directed so wooden and stiff and yeah. bad green screen it's executed it poorly just, it's executed so poorly but i understand people who love it and i don't want to be one of those people that shits on everybody else's fun because I hate it when people shit up, when I posted yeah. like how much I love The Last Jedi and people were like, it ruined everything. It's no fun. So I personally don't like the prequels, but if you love them, great. I'm not going to talk shit. And I just realized that my name on here is my wife's name. Ben. But of the, yes. What did you think of this, these new ones? I love the new ones. I, uh, Force Awakens, I saw six times in theaters. Um, here's how I would rank the new ones. The Force Awakens is the easiest and most fun. I would watch that <laughs> on like an afternoon, just be like, anytime, just be like, boom, put it I in. Thought, I thought you were going to rank the six times you saw The Force Awakens. No, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I could, but we don't have enough time. So Force <laughs> Awakens is the most fun for me. Uh, Last Jedi, I think, is the best film, which I know is a very polarizing opinion. But I think it has some of the most beautiful shots of the entire saga, some of the best action sequences. I think it challenges our views of the mythology of the Skywalkers. I think it challenges the idea of being this massive hero figure and the toll that takes on you. And everybody who says that, like, Luke gave up, it's like, that's the, the Jedis do that. Yoda right. did that. Ben Kenobi did that. So I thought it was a really cool um, deconstruction of the Skywalker myth. And I was excited to see where it went. And then, like you said, Ryan, the fan reaction, you can tell uh, Disney course corrected a lot because this yeah. feels like a giant retcon. That being said, I saw it twice in theaters and I loved it both times, Rise of Skywalker. Watching it again this week, I started to kind of pick apart things that drove me a little nuts but there's enough in there to love it just feels more like a greatest hits album than a than a final chapter per se yeah but i still love it i still think it's a lot of fun but last jedi to me is the best film of the new trilogy and i love the new characters i love ray and i love kylo ren so much mm. that to me they they stand next to the original trilogy character wise for me i don't think they really nailed a han solo figure as my although poe is pretty great anyways that's what I think of the new trilogy. 
And uh, should we try and do the plot in under three minutes, Jesse and Ryan? You want to jo join it. in on this, Ryan? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let me just because the first hour is basically like a giant video game where they're just on a qu several quests. Some so might argue the first two hours, um, but I have <laughs> I have a timer all let's set up. All uh, right, we'll go in three. Okay. Two. One. Ban -dan 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 -dan. Opening crawl, and then we have uh, we find out that the dead speak. Emperor Palpatine's alive <laughs> somehow, and we never really find out. Kylo Ren's there. He's like, yo, he's murdering people to get the Sith Wayfinder. He goes to Emperor Palpatine. He finds him. He finds out that Snoke was a clone in all these barrels of Snoke bodies. I don't know why. Emperor Palpatine's like, you got to find Rey and kill her. I know who she really is, but they don't tell the audience yet. Then we go back to Rey. She's training. We go to Poe, Finn, and not Rose, because for some reason she's written out of this movie. And they're doing this thing where they're going to go find, um, I forget what they're doing in the beginning. They're, they're, they're they need like a Wayfinder. <laughs> They don't need the Wayfinder. Poe and them don't. No, no, they need the, the information from the mole within the First Order. They need to go find the and, mole. The, the yes, mole. and then they light speed jump to a bunch of fan service awesome other planets. They come home, raise training, they're pissed at her, and then they find out, oh, there's a mole, there's a final order, the Emperor's alive. Somebody else take it. Uh, then, go, Ryan. Then the, uh, yeah, the Emperor's alive, and then Kylo is like wrecking shop. And Ray is like, oh, my God, we need to save everything. <laughs> and, um, oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. And then so they, they go realize to, the, the quest. The quest, yeah. They need to go to a quest, and they find they, – they're like, we need to go to this planet where people are dancing, and there's sand, and they find this dagger. And before they Space get Space Coachella. Space Coachella, they, like, run into – they run into Lando, and he's like, hey, how are you doing? And then they find a snake, and they cut it, and they heal it. And you're like, oh, my God, Jedi can heal. And they grab the dagger out. And before that, she sees Kylo in the, in the distance, and they have this, like, force-off thing. Oh, my God, a minute 29. And then it blows okay. up, and they're like, Chewie, did Chewie just die? Oh, my God, Chewie might have just died. And then they fly away. And they realize that C-3PO can't uh, translate because his programming won't allow him. And they start to say that it's something about the Old Republic, but then they just don't let him say it. And then they go to the snow planet, Jesse. Not the snow planet, but the snowy city planet. Uh, yep, they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> One minute. Should I keep, keep going? Keep going, keep going, please. Okay, okay so they go there, they meet uh, Carrie Russell. Uh, I'm forgetting her name right now. Oh, but... that's right. Yeah, and, her. And, uh, and then she's like, I'm about to get off this planet. And Poe's like, that's great. I'm not going to come with you. And then she's like, here, have this so that you can infiltrate them. And he's like, all right, let me take that thing. Go ahead, Ben. And Maybe. then they go to the pl then they go to the ship. They find Chewie, uh, Ray, and Kylo have transport. This, he must have this awesome uh, force off where they're like talking in in his chambers, and then they smash the Darth Vader mask. And Kylo Ren's like, "Oh, we gotta go find him." Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Okay. Um, we gotta go find skipping. them. Uh, <sighs> she she she. she okay, they go to the, they go to the Endor the system. Yeah, they go to the Endor system, and they have a fight on the old wreckage of the Death Star. She kills Kylo Ren. She finds out who she is. She finds out who she is. Palpatine's granddaughter kills him, heals him. Han Solo shows up, says, hey, you're a good person. He throws his thing. He decides he's now Ben Solo. She goes to fight the Emperor, and then the Emperor and her fight, and then Kylo Ren comes, and they fight, and then everybody's battling up, and the and Emperor's like, do it! I'm going to kill everything! And then they kill him, <laughs> and then Ben Solo he heals Rey because she dies, and then they kiss, and then boom, he dies! And everybody's in, and she's a Skywalker. Holy shit, that was, that melted my head by the end. Okay, all right, so... Ryan, uh, Ryan's brain hurts right now after that. Uh, we haven't had you join. I, I couldn't tell if you were frozen because of a glitch or frozen because your brain just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, really, so, you, could, you could... I guess I, neither... Ryan can't tell either. <laughs> Here's the thing. So as I was watching this, there's, there's a ton of stuff I... Things that I love about this entire new trilogy 
is everything with Ray and Kylo Ren I find really fascinating. And I think that their arcs and that Ray is set up from the beginning to have every reason to turn to the dark side. She comes from nowhere. She has she's been shit on her whole life. Um, she she could turn very easily, but she chooses to be good. And Kylo Ren to me is one of the most interesting villains in the entire. He, Kylo Ren's conflict, I think, is what the prequels wanted Anakin's to be, but didn't achieve it emotionally. When you kill off Han Solo in the first movie, my brain was like, there's no way to redeem him. No way to redeem this guy. You just murdered Han Solo. And in fact, when that first happened in Force Awakens, I remember Renee looked over at me and I was just like, what? what? <laughs> it's like a child that just heard Santa Claus isn't real. Um, but I think that, that Kylo Ren's arc is a really interesting and tragic arc. And, and he's one of my favorites in the entire saga. There's some other stuff with the side characters where I feel like even by this movie, they're still not 100% sure how to stick the landing with Finn. They completely give up on Rose from Last Jedi. And then Poe, they're like, Dude, I guess we're Rose doing the general. so sidelined in this. It's embarrassing. Like, like I just... What, like they kissed last movie and then yeah. the first scene he's like what's up like it's a and, and it's the the dialogue where she's like i just feel so bad for it's the like actress. you come in and she's like no nah, i'm doing no, some research no i gotta i gotta look up stuff about the star destroyers in case we get the in it's like give her a better reason than like i have to type on a computer and read and be the you know librarian of the rebellion it was so bad but yeah. the fr- I do. Uh, Jesse's just sitting here, like, "Oh God." <laughs> well, okay, no, 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 no. Because you you said a whole you, you said a bunch of things. Yes, and I think we should attack each one of these. Yeah, please do. Things earlier. Um, the first thing you said yeah. is that you really like the stuff between Ray and Kylo Ren, right? Yeah, I I think that is the most important part of this movie. And I think yeah. it is given probably 10% of the attention that it needs mm. because all of like, that, the yeah. reason, the reason that I can't specifically remember as someone who doesn't like, who, who hasn't made this world important to him. I can't remember the details of all the stuff they did over the course of the movie. Cause it's all like this Guggenheim, we're going over to this blobbity blue, like that stuff is whatever right like yeah. you're you're on a mission i get that you're on a mission and you're like getting pieces along the way and that is the extent of how important that is but the key to this whole movie is the relationship between ray and kylo mm-hmm. and who's going to flip and what that means for both of them and what their connection is and it's it's almost like an afterthought like the important thing it seems to me to the makers of this movie is we got to give these people a cool space odyssey because that's what star Wars is. Right. Oh yeah. I, and we I got definitely plan it and get this and that. That was and wildly the, apparent the in the first like hour. Like, um, yeah. yeah. Right. And the personal and emotional relationship between those two characters are what draws people who, who aren't, don't have intimate knowledge and haven't read the fan fiction and haven't seen a TV show. And like, don't know stuff necessarily like they're going to be drawn to the human elements the human arcs the emotions and And they like do it a little bit but they don't they don't like follow through and Mm. what you were saying about like kylo 
being what they wanted Anakin to be. Mm-hmm. This movie to me is about Kylo Ren and he is not the main character of this movie. Mm. Ray That's is the main character point. of this movie. Yeah. Hmm. And because they like there's they try and they try and infuse so much tension over is she going to turn to the dark side her heritage is the dark side which was just invented for this movie right that's not that's nowhere in the other one <laughs> exactly so right so they try and infuse that in here but they never give us a moment in this movie specifically where she might go to the dark side they give us plenty of moments for kylo ren where he might join the resistance like that's the tension the call on to them yeah more yeah. than, you have more than his she tension. is drawn to the other side yeah right, right. I, I agree a thousand percent with that. And even when I first saw it, I remember the first hour until they get to the battle on the wreckage of the Death Star. I remember being like, I, I don't even know what to connect to yet. Cause it's just like hopping to get like things that don't matter, like the dagger and then the coin. Like, and like Ryan was saying, the coin issue when she's like, Dude, this is my ticket out of here. And he's like, you should come with me. And he's like, no. And then she's like, here, you take it. And he's like, why don't you come with me? And she's like, no. And it's like, well, just go with him. He just, the whole also, visit was the coin. The whole entire also, thing. Also, why is this coin something where they can get on an Imperial destroyer and nobody, like just two stormtroopers show up to check and then like three hang out in the side, like, oh shit. And there's Dude. no other like alarm system that goes off when they blast like eight people. Oh, I, but yeah, I, no, Jesse, po- I I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying though, is that, that it's so breakneck pace, which is what a lot of people had an issue with that. The first time I saw it, I was distracted by the space odyssey, but I did feel it was kind of hollow until they square off. And then from that moment forward, it gives me what I want, but watching it a third time, I'm agreeing with exactly what you said, where I'm like, why didn't you give me more of that in the beginning? Cause the last yeah. Jedi does such a great job of, of taking a breath and building Kylo and Ray and their relationship and this strange almost it's it's kind of like a love story arc but not not in a traditional way by any means right and it's this understanding because they both come from this this broken mythology these giant figures and know? it's interesting like we, we haven't seen many stories where someone who's so terrible so like a killer like Kylo yeah. Ren they're, they're trying to bring him back like how are you going to to, how is this going to resolve? Will they? Won't they? Like it's interesting. I think this movie you have to bring this up, but they were a little handcuffed. They had some things they were trying to pull off with, like Carrie Fisher's character, and that yeah. definitely impacted their overall story. I still, you know, I think it was it was really respectful. I do think there are a few moments though where that whole situation comp- compromises the movie a little bit more than helps it, because um, they're just scenes where like inexplicably we're going back to that like rebel fortress just to get a a scene with them together and then leaving and there are some beautiful moments but it does affect the overall narrative where i I agree with what jesse was saying we needed more of kylo ren as opposed to ray we get that opening scene with the emperor because there's not much within the first within the first until they square off on the death star it's basically just kylo ren going find her let's go we got to go after them, you know, and that's like, yeah, they don't, they don't build up anymore. It's, it's so focused on this adventure, which on the surface is super fun. Don't get me wrong. I like stormtroopers with jetpacks as much as the next guy. And I, holy shit, I could watch 400 times on repeat 
Ray doing a backflip over the TIE fighter and cutting off the wing. You know, that's the spectacle in this movie is some of the best fun spectacle, even though I still think the action scenes in Last Jedi are shot more with more um, an artistic flair, like the, the, the red throne room in the end of Last Jedi, right. when that's like that single shot of them wrecking the guard. It's like, so, there's nothing that comes to that. I want, I want to ask you guys. Yeah. So we, there's a lot of new characters introduced here. And one of my, one of my issues with Again, this movie, why? I think it's like a guilty pleasure with a lot of these yeah. new, these new people, but one of which was the character Janna, who they yeah. find on the Death Star wreckage. Yeah. Endor Moon. Uh, and she has that scene with Finn. And I mean, Jesse, I wanted to ask, like, as someone who just kind of casually watched these movies, I thought that scene could have been 20 times better with one line, which is if, she, if Jana just goes, like, the reason we dropped our guns because they were stormtroopers uh, and we, we changed sides because we heard about you. Because that's what yeah. Finn did the first movie. And if they heard about it, and it like, would make oh my him, god, yeah. he inspired all these other. Right. That makes that yes. so interesting. Instead, she's yes. just a random. She's just a random, you know, deserter. Well, they try to say that she had a feeling too. They're trying to keep a little bit of the force sensitive stuff that um, that the force is capable to be within all of us. That the last Jedi was saying, but they're really half assing it. But Jesse, please, sorry, that was to you. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're 100 percent right, and I think it also is representative of like how how independent while while this is nine of nine this is completely independent from what came before it yeah. like they they took a hard right turn on a lot of things and they just sort of like brushed everything else aside and you're right like this is what i'm saying about like creating the connections between the people is just saying like yeah we did the same thing you did is like okay sure like, I, I understand the moment yeah. that they're having, and I understand the impact of what they did. Um, but yeah, like, relating it back to him, just making making things personal is what makes things about people interesting. Yeah, it has to be personal. I, it's not good. What do you guys yeah. think of, like, as I saw it the first two times, I was fine with the Emperor returning because I thought it was kind of cool and it tied the whole saga together. But watching it this third time, I was like, man, I really... I really feel like they shortcut, and, and especially yeah. after we've all talked, they shortchanged Kylo Ren's arc because imagine if this entire movie was him as the main antagonist. Because at the end of The Last Jedi, he says, Come with me, we're going to burn it all down. Ray refuses. Now he's just gone full evil villain in right. this movie. And then you figure out a way to, to redeem him versus bringing in another big bad because with Snoke, he was already the big bad and they killed him off, which was such a shocking thing, which I know fans hate, but I loved because I was like, who cares? Yeah. I don't care about the big bad guy in the shadows. I want the personal villain, just like I liked Vader better than Emperor in the original trilogies. So I do think that, yeah, bringing Emperor Palpatine back felt more like, especially the third time watching it, felt more like fan service than See, actually following the arc of this trilogy. To me, it felt like a emergency button. Yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> we, need a, we need a safety belt right now because yeah. we don't know. I, I, do, I think there was a lack of confidence in the idea of having Kylo be the main villain. I really do think they were just a little worried. That, and I don't know why, because he is by far and away the most liked character in this entire new trilogy. Yeah. I think he's the coolest one, but I think they just, this was the eject, eject. Like, we need, let's just grab something that people well, are familiar with. 
and they don't even try to explain it. He's just, he does that thing where he's like, the dark side is the pathway to find and things that people would consider unnatural. And then it's like, oh, that's yeah. how you're, and then, and then the dude from Lord of the Rings is like, dark magic, un- supernatural things. Like they just gloss over dude. like, a, and the how did they create 4,000 ships? How did they create 4,000 ships? When did you they, saw, when I want to- Do they oh. have a factory? Is, is now the Sith Lords? They can just build ships with the Sith power? And if so, why do they build ships that can only take off if they have one antenna that tells all of them how to take off? I, it doesn't I, make sense. I, when that, you saw that this that... antenna can keep bouncing to other antennas, it doesn't make any sense. The end of that, the, the, the logic there, when people are like, oh, Last Jedi has the slowest car cha- uh, spaceship chase in the history of films. I'm like, this has an antenna, is the MacGuffin at the end of this movie or whatever you want to call it. The Sith can create four thousand ships. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy. Uh, when you saw that that Dominic Monaghan was in this movie, Jesse, did yeah. you think he was going to be a, like this? Is a Hobbit. This is a lead and lost. He has more lines of dialogue and screen time than Rose. It's insane. But he's barely in it. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I yeah, I thought he was going to be important, and he's like, he he could have been played by literally anybody. I think it's just because didn't wasn't he on Lost, and so JJ was just throwing like his buddy from Throw Felicity and his buddy from Lost, you know, just giving well, him a few lines here and I, there. I, well, I'm I'm sorry. I just wanted to just to also comment on the Emperor because you guys were talking about it. It felt like an emergency ripcord. Yeah. Um, I so it it makes again not to like go back to Kylo Ren, but it makes Kylo Ren's whole whole. Uh, purpose in this story in service of other characters yeah and like i said they they clearly think he's the most interesting but they bury him for some reason and then just to make him in service of these other characters like i either have to go with the emperor and fight his battles or i have to kill ray or bring ray over like it's just everything is dependent on other people now and then the other thing about him is I don't understand, I like genuinely don't understand how this orphaned Rey, how her relationship to the Emperor when she was born created a situation where she had to be given away because we don't know anything about her. It looks like her parents aren't with the Emperor, right? Because they're running from him. Yeah, it's, And no, no. Every, single, every single main character in at least this trilogy has like sort of bucked up against their parents like who who is with their parent like i don't understand i i don't understand yeah. why just like looking in your lineage you would assume like this is well we're led to believe through the whole movie this he's trying to kill her and then we find out he just wanted to bring her over but like either way everybody rebels against their family also, every single person wait doesn't the emperor say to kylo ren kill her and then he's like the girl is still alive maybe you're not yeah. unless we're to believe that the emperor is all knowing and knows that kylo ren is going to bring <sighs> ray here but i feel like the emperor's ability to see things is very script contingent where it's like if it is the emperor's master plan that he's like i know kylo ren is going to save her and bring her here and i need her to strike me down then wouldn't he also see that Kylo Ren is going to turn against him? It's confusing, dude. <laughs> it's going to be the dyad in the Force. He's surprised by the dyad in the Force. How oh, did he not foresee that? The dyad. He's, he, he's also the Emperor has a knack for being 
one of the worst uh, offenders of telling his entire plan to somebody right before yeah. trying to get them to do it, where he's like, you will strike me down. The entire Sith will be in you. And then and there's like, like 50, there's like a, a hundred thousand people in the audience. Yeah. Like there's, a, there's so many guys just, just like, chanting. Like, yeah, you already know that Ray, that Ray is, is like the purest of the pure in this saga that like, she's not going to kill you. And I do love, but I love the dynamic then when she's like, all you want me to do is hate and I won't, not even you. So there's some great moments, but the logic gaps in this, especially seeing it a third time, I'm like, what? How is this his plan? We, What's his plan? Yeah, we only, we only have a we only have a few a few minutes yeah, left. Also... I, I just wanted to, I wanted to know if you guys had like a favorite part of the movie. I <laughs> know. Oh, here's the thing. I genuinely st- I know it sounds crazy, but I genuinely still enjoy this movie. And I think there's overall it's an enjoyable ride. I think that there's just a frustrating amount of course correction when I see it the third time. But I don't hate it by any means. I still had a blast. And from from this, like I said in the beginning, from the minute they fight on the Death Star until the end of the movie, I'm mostly okay with it. And even the first hour when it's like a video game quest, I'm having fun. I just want more from it. But the flipping over of the the TIE fighter is my favorite moment. And when she says she's uh, Ray Skywalker at the end, I Dude. and she's on Tatooine again, I'm like, oh, you got me, you son of a bitch. You got me. You brought me back. We actually had the, we had the stunt double who did the flip in studio or over Skype. Oh, yeah? Uh, we had her on Star Wars Day for one of our shows, and she got to talk about that moment. It, really cool. So you guys check that out on our channel from earlier this Heck week. Heck, yeah. Uh, Jesse, what's your favorite part of the movie since it seems I like would, Well, yeah, I would, I would probably agree with you that there are a couple of the fights, a couple of the set pieces. Um... <clears throat> I really liked I really liked the visual of the first Kylo Ray fight. Mm. Yeah, the the water. Not that like uh, when they're fighting with the Force, but when when uh, they're actually fighting with the sabers. Yeah. <clears throat> when when she like saves him. Um, and when they like force block that, each other and their sabers it, are flapping in the wind, I love that. And I I just I also like the setup of the of the completely wide open landscape and people being placed so far away from one another and still interact with one another like that was just that sort of thing was seemed inventive to me for this world um so just just those sorts of things a lot of the visuals um were i would say a highlight i mean i know it's very similar to avengers endgame but Holy hell, if I don't love when all the ships come up in the end and appear and it's like they're all there and then the Falcon comes in front and they're like, it's not soldiers, it's not a Navy, it's just people. And I just, I get chills. So there's there's moments like that end battle has a ton of fun <laughs> stuff. But I don't know how many times Finn is like, they, they just decide that he's, they, they why didn't they just say he's force sensitive? He tries to tell Ray, he's like, Ray, I got something I want to tell you. And then like four oh. other times in the movie, he's like, something's there and they go how do you know and he just goes a feeling and it's like just say you have the four just say it <laughs> just say you feel the force you know i know just say it was it, strange it was strange to me because there there was like um many many things that you can cite throughout the movie where they just like where where they just they like intentionally get rid of their dramatic tension mm-hmm. and for some reason that that moment they held on to for the entire movie and then never paid it off. I know. It was like, why did you choose that thing to be tense about the whole movie 
and then forget about it. Where like there, so many characters die, and then they're just like, no, actually, they didn't die. Yeah, I oh yeah, immediately. It was yeah, just a Chewbacca is the Chewbacca because when Dude. Chewbacca, I thought he was dead in the theater, and I turned to Renee, I was like, I'm gonna be so so pissed. That's actually that's dead. my least favorite part of the movie. I I, I like, kid you not. I, I remember seeing this at a press screening, and when that happened, I was like, first of all. They just killed like the most beloved character maybe in the whole franchise. And the way he goes out, one of the most horrific way, like lightning to a ship and it exploded. Yeah. And then he must have been on another transport. No, like they cheated well, they do, it so bad. They, do, they didn't even they, show. They do show two transports when they're first, <sighs> when they first arrive. But I do think they could have dragged out that tension a little longer instead of showing yeah, they, us immediately that you. This is what I'm saying. Line. They like fully undercut themselves so often in this movie. It's like, what am I supposed <laughs> to care about? I, I like also... if something happens, they immediately get rid of it. And like, okay, so then nothing matters. Wait, guys, we haven't talked about the real MVP. When I saw this opening night, C3PO got some of the biggest laughs Dude, I've ever heard in a best. movie. When he's yeah. when he's like. You didn't ask when they're down in the cave and he's like, you didn't ask about me, sir, but I'm okay. Or when, <laughs> when they all turn to him and he looks and then turns around, C-3PO for yeah. one. And I love that they, even though it's kind of a weird plot point to have him not be able to translate Sith, it makes sense because he was built, and this is all stuff I read mm. online afterwards, he was built during the Republic and he starts to say it where the senator at the time would have put this code in the protocol droid so that he was trying to erase anybody being able to to figure out his plan because nobody could translate Sith unless you were a Sith Lord. So I like the fact that he actually had a purpose to the plot instead of just being a goofy droid, which he typically is just kind of comedic relief. This time he was not only the funniest he's been, but he actually was very integral to the part of the plot. So overall, I would honestly say that I really love, love unabashedly about 60% of this movie and then the other 40% is a mix of frustration, but there's nothing, I know this sounds crazy, but there's nothing I hate about this movie. There's just 40% that frustrates me a little bit, you know? And sometimes frustrates me a lot of bit. <laughs> but uh, now that we have two minutes, Jesse, what do you think? So this would be a guilty but awesome, because there's some moments that I'm just like, what? Jesse, what, what's your thoughts? I So again, I understand that people... Be of a larger piece. Um, I I did not have that experience. I, the the frustrating aspects of it were frustrating, independent of any joy that I was yeah. able to take from the rest of it. So I I did not find this movie to be that enjoyable. I would say guilty, but terrible. But like ah! I said, but like I said, that's the I, first one we've gotten me, from Jesse. I, res I respect your opinion. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm probably guilty, but nostalgic, even yeah. though it, it's yeah. not totally not even old enough to be nostalgic. It's the stuff in this movie that is nostalgic that actually works the best. And that was the same with Force yeah. Awakens. It's no coincidence that wrote J.J. Abrams. My favorite scene in this movie is the Han scene. The Han scene is incredible. Oh, God, it it saves the whole movie, really. Uh, and everything I with Carrie Fisher, although I do think it handicaps the movie. Um, I, I see. I think they works. did. I did. I think they did the best they could with the Carrie Fisher stuff. Definitely, I, I was actually surprised she was utilized as much as she was. But the cardinal uh, sin is this: this movie just didn't. You compared to Endgame, this should have been an Endgame, and it wasn't an Endgame. Should have been bigger than Endgame because yeah, yeah Endgame was obviously more movies, but this is like generations of build up to this moment. And I would all, I would almost argue that 
the Return of the Jedi is actually the end of the Skywalker saga, and that this is the new trilogy almost feels so separate from the original movies that you kind of just like I feel like the prequels don't feel anything like the originals. So it's kind of like, yes, it's all a nine film saga, but luckily there's enough of it that you can choose your trilogy that you love most and just decide that's the ending of it for me if you want to, you know, <laughs> because they're so different, even though they have yeah. threads of plot that, that continue. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's it for our Rise of Skywalker discussion. I know we didn't go plot by plot, but you've all seen it by now. And if you haven't, why are you watching this? Uh, I would love to know other fans' thoughts. What's your favorite movie of this trilogy? What's your favorite Star Wars movie overall? And uh, debate us. I'm always up for a good debate. And I have opened my eyes to some of the flaws of this movie, even though I still love it. Until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? Find me on Twitter and too much Jesse for sketch at the prom losers. And Ryan, where can they find you, buddy, and your Ryan. Star Wars show? That's right, at Ryan Nelson, R Y N I L S E N, and Star Wars News, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Popcorn Talk Network every Thursday. Where can they find you, Ben? You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us at Guilty Movie Guys. Please, let's keep this conversation going because I honestly feel like we only scratched the surface of how I feel about Star Wars. So we could have done this for three hours. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.